Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Alexa. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. afternoon, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by George Alabama Sports Live, as you are listening to us on Noonan Zone, WQEE 99.1 FM, the key. I hope everybody's enjoying their Monday. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. We've got a jam-packed show like I always do on Monday. I do not have a guest. I go the full hour talking about sports. I'm going to talk about the 2024 class inducted into the Chattahoochee Valley Sports Hall of Fame as I was a part of the ceremony Saturday morning. We've got Final Four in Alabama and Elite Eight in Georgia for high school basketball. The River Dragons take two out of three against the Motor City Rockers. Columbus State men and women get big wins over the weekend against Lander. Let's go. Let's get this show started. All right, I want to start with the Chattahoochee Valley Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremony that took place at the Columbus Convention and Trade Center Saturday morning. I was very blessed to be a part of it. I want to thank Dave Plata for getting me a ticket. I was represented by the media, Georgia Alabama Sports Live, WRBL, WTVM. We were all there. And after the ceremony was over, we had a media session where we just got to talk to the inductees. I got to meet Del McGee. Shook his hand, congratulated him on getting the Georgia State head coach job. Also talked to Monk Johnson, Tommy Mack Chambers, Mason Lampton. But he really got me interested in going to the steeplechase at Callaway Gardens. And then, of course, the Glenwood Gators head basketball coach, Dusty Purdue. And during his introduction video, there was a very special video that was included. And it was the call from him winning the state championship this year for the Glenwood Lady Gators, courtesy of George Alabama Sports Live. And Phil Scoggins did a great job introducing each of the inductees, and Scott Miller did an awesome job as the MC for the event. And I was glad that I got to be a part of it. Uh, we had a very busy Saturday. Thrip Barringer and I called the Pacelli-Brookstone game for George Alabama Sports Live. Friday night, we went up to Macon to call the Pacelli girls as they were taking on Loganville Christian Academy, and they advanced to the Final Four. And then we turned around and called the Pacelli-Brookstone game that was in Macon as well as Pacelli defeats Brookstone, and they advanced to the Final Four. Both games will be on Thursday. But it was a very busy Saturday. Calvary Christian baseball team had a fundraiser. It was 100 innings as all Little League, Middle School, JV, Varsity, alumni, former Calvary members were part of the ceremony. And they just played 100 innings. And it lasted 14 hours. 
and they did a great job on that. And we live stream a little bit of the event on Georgia Alabama Sports Live if you want to check it out. And next week, I'm going to shift my focus onto high school baseball. I know that I have not talked about high school baseball here on the show as we are winding down high school basketball season. But once high school basketball season officially ends, we'll start focusing on high school baseball. We've already been calling games on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Uh, we want to try to do Border Wars. We definitely have been calling Harris County. They do play Russell County today. You could see that game on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And uh, we'll try to get some uh, games in for Border Wars. But let's talk about the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars. Both getting wins against Lander over the weekend. The Cougars get the 78-75 victory over Lander. Lander was up 41-32 at the half. But Wisdom Yubo with 19 points. Marquise Davidson chipped in with 18. The Cougars are 13-12 overall, 7-9 in the Peach Belt. And Senior Night is going to be this Wednesday night taking on South Carolina Beaufort. Meanwhile, the Lady Cougars get the 69-59 victory over Lander. And Jasmine Ray Stevens had 16 points. The Lady Cougars pushed their record to 15-9 overall, 11-5 in the Peach Belt. Taking on South Carolina, Beaufort. Wednesday, it is senior night. The Columbus River Dragons take two out of three against the Motor City Rockers. And a familiar face that we all loved here in the Fountain City, former River Dragons general manager Scott Brand, really made himself noticeable on the broadcast on Friday. They did win 8-0 over the Motor City Rockers, but the Rockers came back on Saturday and snapped the River Dragons 16-game win streak with the 5-4 victory. And then the River Dragons turned around and won the rubber match on Saturday 6-3. So the River Dragons have 92 points on the season. They are 28-4-2. They get ready for a road contest for a three-game series against the Mississippi Seawolves. They're back at it at the Columbus Civic Center March the 8th against the Carolina Thunderbirds and then March the 16th against the Baton Rouge Zotico for a two-game series, which will happen the 16th and 17th. And then guess what? Scott Brand is coming to Columbus March the 22nd through the 24th for a three-game series as the Columbus River Dragons will face the Motor City Rockers. And you don't think Scott Brand is going to try to put on a show. This guy, I, I love Scott. He is a showman. And he really wants to make his presence known. And uh, I guarantee you that he is going to make his presence known at the Columbus Civic Center. Uh, this is one of these series that I definitely want to get tickets to. But, hey, I don't need to get tickets because I have a media pass. So much to get into this week. I will have it. During my shows this week, we got NFL franchise tags. We've got the NFL Combine, Major League Spring Training going on. There's just so much sporting events that are going on that I would like to take a deep dive into, plus have some guests on as well. It's going to be a great time, and we're just excited to be here on the Sports Beat. So what we are going to do now, I'm going to go ahead and take my first break of the show. And when we come back, I'm going to break down high school basketball playoffs in the GHSA for the Elite Eight. 
and the Final Four for the AHSAA and the Final Four for the GIAA. You don't want to go anywhere. It's the Sports Bee with Richard Holder presented by George Alabama Sports Live, and we'll be right back. Yeah! Stick around. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Newton. 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Okay, everybody, it's Elite Eight time in the GHSA. Get out your brackets. We're going to break down all the playoff matchups as we are just a couple of weeks left of high school basketball. We've got Final Four action in Alabama and Elite action in Georgia. GIAA Final Four is set. So let's start off in the state of Alabama. For 7A girls, the final four is set. Auburn is taking on Hoover. 11 o'clock in the morning, February the 29th. Over on the other side of the bracket, Hewitt Trustful is taking on Prattville. 7A boys, the Central Red Devils are also in the final four, taking on Hoover, the rematch of the state championship last season. And then on the other side of the bracket, Huntsville is taking on Enterprise. 6A girls matchups will begin on February the 28th. Hazel Green is taking on Hillcrest of Tuscaloosa. And Huffman is taking on Park Crossing. 6A boys, Buckhorn is taking on Helena. And Mountain Brook is taking on Carver of Montgomery. Those games are will be played on February the 28th. 
5A girls, Jasper is taking on Brubaker Tech. And Scottsboro is taking on Gulf Shores. 5A boys, the Valley Rams are back in the Final Four. They are taking on Fairfield on February the 28th at 5.30 p.m. On the other side of the bracket, it is Guntersville taking on Vigor. And the championship will be held March the 2nd at 11.45 in the morning. Valley is looking to go back-to-back. Head coach Marshawn Harper has got a great team, a very athletic team that just likes to play fast and they're physical and they got a lot of great players. And uh, Valley has just really been impressive so far this season. 4A girls. These games will take place on February the 27th. Good Hope is taking on Prattville Christian and Aniston taking on T.R. Miller. 4A boys. Dashler is taking on American Christian Academy. These games are February 27th. And then the other side of the bracket, we got Kate Smith, D.A.R., taking on Jackson. 3A girls. February 27th, 10 o'clock in the morning. Clements taking on Trinity Presbyterian. Plainview is taking on Cottage Hill Christian. 3A boys. Midfield taking on Sumter Central. And Geraldine taking on Hillcrest Evergreen. 2A girls. Mars Hill Bible taking on Cold Springs. And Eider taking on Laverne. 2A boys. Mars Hill Bible taking on Locust Fort. And Lafayette taking on Highland Home. The Lafayette Bulldogs in the Final Four is... They will play Highland Home February the 26th at 8.30 p.m. That is going to be tonight. So I cannot wait for the Lafayette Bulldogs in the Final Four. How great is Chambers County going to be in a couple of years when you've got Lafayette in the Final Four, you got Valley in the Final Four. These two schools are going to be merging in a couple of years. I'm excited about basketball up in Chambers County. And finally, 1A girls. These games will start today, 10 o'clock in the morning. Marion County is taking on Keith. And then you got Spring Garden taking on Elba. 1A boys. Covenant Christian taking on Calhoun today. And then Skyline taking on Georgiana. That was a look of your entire playoff bracket for Alabama in the final four remember the AISA ended a couple of weeks ago we only have final four action left to go in the state of Alabama let's move over to Georgia although we do not have any 7A or 6A teams in the Chattahoochee Valley we're going to start with the 7A girls by the way I plan on having GPB sports anchor John Nelson on the show Later this week, we are going to go over the brackets and we're going to talk about the playoff matchups in the Elite Eight all the way from 7A all the way down to Class 1A Division II. Let's start with the 7A girls because we have two number one seeds going at it. Remember, the GHSA coin flip awards home court to the bottom part of the bracket. Campbell is taking on Cherokee, both number one seeds. You got North Paulding taking on Buford, both number one seeds. So we've had Chalk so far. Norcross is a number one seed taking on Grayson. Grayson, they have one of the top players that's committed to Georgia Tech, Danielle Carnegie, a 5'8 point guard. 
Can Grayson do what Kel did last year? Have the boys and the girls clean sweep the championships? I think Grayson's got a good shot. They got one of the best players in the state. And then you got two other number one seeds, Milton taking on Lowndes down in Valdosta. So the 7A girls, there hasn't been any upsets. It's all number one seeds that advanced to the Elite Eight. Now let's go over to 7A boys, where you got the number one seed, Campbell, taking on the defending champions, Joseph Wheeler. Josh Hill, one of the top players in the state, 6'11", power forward. You know, he kind of reminds me of Sharif Abdul-Rahim, newly inducted into the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. He's committed to Arkansas State. Joseph Wheeler trying to go back-to-back. -back. Isaiah Collier was on this team. He's now at USC. And then you got number two seed, Norcross. They are going to be on the road taking on McEachern, one of the top players in the country, a 6'9 point guard, Aurarius Bailey, who's committed to Rutgers. Rutgers got a very impressive recruiting class for 2024. So McEachern is the number one seed hosting an Elite Eight game. P.T. Ridge is taking on Grayson, led by their talented shooting guard, Ciari Harris, who's committed to Purdue. Grayson trying to get to the Final Four. And then Pebblebrook, a number two seed, taking on Milton, a number one seed. 6A girls. You got a number two seed, Veterans, taking on Langston Hughes. Woodward Academy is taking on North Forsyth. You got Pope taking on Marist. And River Ridge out of Woodstock, Georgia, is traveling all the way down to Tifton to take on Tift County. That place is going to be loud, but we expect a lot of charter buses from Woodstock to drive all the way down to Tifton for that road matchup. And finally, 6A boys, we have Grovetown taking on Alexander, both number one seeds. How about Douglas County? A number four seed, they have got two road victories to get to the Elite Eight. They are taking on Woodward Academy, the number one seed. Langston Hughes, remember we saw them in the George Williams Thanksgiving Classic, taking on Hardaway. They are a number three seed. They are traveling on the road to take on the number two seed, Jonesboro. And finally, how about the Woodstock Wolverines up in Woodstock, Georgia? They are taking on Riverwood at home. Riverwood was a four seed. They actually upset Lee County in the first round. They were a number one seed. We talked about how strong the North Metro Atlanta area is in basketball. I'm talking about the Marietta, Kennesaw, Woodstock, Ackworth area. I used to live there, so I know all about that area. And a big shout out to Justin Dale, who's been a friend of the show, lives up in the Marietta, Woodstock area. Woodstock is in the Elite Eight, and they are hosting a game that is great to see if you're a Woodstock fan. I know that Etowa fans happy for their success, but that's a big rivalry up in Woodstock, Georgia. And uh, I've been to several, several games. It's it's uh, just intense. All right, let's go to 5A girls. On the top left of the bracket, you got Union Grove taking on Jackson, both number one seeds. Remember, that's going to be at Jackson because of the GHSA coin flip. Harris County, bottom left quadrant. They get the comeback win over Bradwell Institute down by double digits. They win 50-48, to 48, and they are hosting an Elite Eight game because Cartersville 
upset Jefferson 66 to 64. Now let's go to the right side of the bracket where we've got two number one seeds at the top right. Dalton is taking on Arabia Mountain. Down at the bottom, Midtown, upset Greater Atlanta Christian, the number one seed. They are taking on Jones County, a number two seed that upset Ware County. So Midtown is going to be at Jones County. Now let's go over to 5A boys. Two number one seeds at, at the top left bracket. Eagles Landy is going to take on Tri-Cities. And then you got Jackson taking on Tucker. Tucker ended up defeating Jones County. Jackson gets by Greater Atlanta Christian School. All right, Dutchtown at Kell. Kell is the defending 5A state champions. They are trying to go back-to-back. -back. And at the top right of the bracket, Warner Robins is on the road. They got upsets over Northgate and Decatur to advance to the Elite Eight where they will take on the number two seed, Winder Barrow, that got the win over the four seed, North Springs. Remember, Cartersville was upset in the first round. So we have a number three seed taking on a number two seed. 4A girls, the defending champions, Griffin from last year, is out of this tournament. They lose to the Hardaway Lady Hawks 64-33 in the second round. Hardaway will advance to host an Elite Eight game against one of the top teams in 4A, Holy Innocence Episcopal. They ended up beating Luella. They are a number one seed. They were undefeated in region play. They have just an incredible basketball team. I think this is going to be a tough matchup for the Hardaway Lady Hawks. But Holy Innocence Episcopal out of Atlanta is going to be making that trip two hours down south and packing the Hardaway Gym in Columbus. You look at the top right of the bracket. Well, Stars Mill has been sitting back in that Sweet 16 because Spalding and Wayne County decided they wanted to just act a fool and have a brawl. So they don't get to play Stars Mill. Stars Mill gets a bye and they advance without breaking a sweat into the Elite Eight where they will take on a very talented North Oconee team, which was a number two seed. They ended up defeating Sonoraville. So North Oconee is taking on Stars Mill in the top right of the bracket. Let's go over to the top right part of the bracket. Baldwin, which has been ranked number one according to Kyle Sandy, Sandy Spell, taking on Stockbridge. So we got two number one seeds. Baldwin is going to be on the road. Fayette County, a number two seed, ends up getting the win over Burke County. They will travel on the road to take on Chestehe, which is a number one seed. 4A boys, okay. We got Baldwin taking on Westminster in the left top of the bracket. Baldwin, a number one seed. Westminster is a number two seed after getting the upset win over McDonough. So Baldwin is going to be hosting this game down in the left bottom of the bracket. New Hampstead, a number one seed after beating the Syrup Makers of Cairo. They will travel to take on North Oconee as they got the win over Central Carroll. All right, Benedictine. Yeah, they just keep on winning. They end up beating Westover. They were the number two seed. Remember, Westover upset Fayette County, so Benedictine's going to get to host a playoff game against a number two seed, Seckinger. So it's Benedictine, Seckinger. Seckinger got the upset win over Sonoraville. 
are we really calling these upsets? Some of these number one teams were just number one seeds because they got hot in the region tournament. But that's neither here nor there. The defending 4A champions is out. Pace Academy loses to Holy Innocence Episcopal 62-58. Holy Innocence advances to the Elite Eight where they will host Whitewater. Whitewater got the win over Spalding. This is a four seed that upset Bainbridge. They defeated Spalding. Whitewater is just going to travel to Atlanta to take on Holy Innocence Episcopal. All right, 3A girls up in the left side of the bracket. Top left, Monroe, who's the number two seed, ended up upsetting Mary Persons. They are going to be hosting White County, who's a number three seed. So you got a number two seed hosting a number three seed. So Monroe is going to get home court for that Elite Eight game. Morgan County taking on Hebron Christian, the defending 3A champions. Hebron Christian is going to host the game against Morgan County, which got the upset over Calvary Day. And then we have the Carver Lady Tigers. They end up getting the huge win over Peach County, 75-39, to to advance to yet another Elite Eight for Coach Anson Hundley. They are going to take on the number three seed, Hart County, and they are one win away from going to the Final Four. Top right, Cross Creek, a number one seed, taking on Wesleyan. I look at Wesleyan, they are number one seed. They defeated Carver in the Elite Eight, 78-71 last year. Wesleyan's got two of the top girls in the state. Brianna Preston, who's going to Texas, she is the best player in the state of Georgia. And Shadazi Wright, who is also a guard that's going to Georgia Tech. I think that Wesleyan could win it all. But uh, I would not be shocked if Carver, which is a very disciplined team as they live and die by the full court press. I mean, that's really what Coach Hunley just preaches to his players. You have Jasmine Thornton, Aubrey Wilkins, Chubb Williams, I mean, great senior leaders that all they want to do is full court press from start to finish. That could be a problem if they uh, get into the Final Four. But they got to get by Hart County in the Elite Eight. But let's see what happens. 3A boys, how about this matchup? Monroe taking on Sandy Creek, the defending 3A champions. Over in the bottom of the bracket, the Carver Tigers. Road Warriors, they defeated Richmond Academy on the road. They defeat Savannah Country Day on the road. And they are, once again, on the road, taking on Hart County. Hart County was the number one seed as they defeated Pickens. Carver going to the Elite Eight. What a turnaround by Coach Allen. They only won six games last year. With the addition of Tony Montgomery, they pretty much have their score. But they have a very young team that plays well. They play tough. And it just goes to show how tough of a region they were in. Monroe's in the Elite Eight. Doherty's in the Elite Eight as they are taking on Douglas on the right side of the bracket. And then Hebron Christian taking on Johnson of Savannah. Let's go over to 2A girls. Central of Macon, who is one of the top teams in 2A, they ended up getting the win over Sumter County. They advanced to the Elite Eight, where they will face Columbia, but this game will be on the road because of the GHSA coin flip. Down in the bottom left, Josie 
taking on Banks County. That is on the road. Dodge County advances to the Elite Eight after defeating Spencer 66-28 on Friday night. They will host Mount Perrin Christian. Both are number one seeds. And Butler gets the win over Tattnall County as they will take on Murray County. All right, 2A boys. Butler ends up beating Spencer Saturday afternoon, 58-49. to Butler was the number two seed. Spencer could not advance out of the Sweet 16. Butler will play South Atlanta. Both were number two seeds. South Atlanta gets the win over Callaway, 47-43. to down in the bottom left, Toombs County is going to be traveling to take on Athens Academy. And how about the Southwest Patriots out of Macon? A big shout-out to Columbus Lions quarterback Marcus Brooks and his alma mater as they get the win on the road against Sumter County. And they are going to be taking on Columbia. They're actually hosting this game because Columbia was the number two seed Southwest was a number two seed. I plan on having Marvin James on the show from WMAZ this week. We'll talk a little bit about the Southwest Patriots and their impressive run to the Elite Eight. And finally, we have Model, the number one seed, taking on Vidalia at home because Vidalia got a huge 30-point win against the defending 2A champions Westside from Augusta. So it's Vidalia and Model in the Elite Eight. And finally, Class 1A. We're going to start with Division 2 and then we'll go to Division 1. And we'll wrap up this segment. Over in the girls' bracket, Clinch County is hosting Chatco. Chaco got the huge upset win, 44-43 over Johnson County. And the Lady Panthers are in the Elite Eight. Montgomery County defeats Early County. They are taking on Christian Heritage. Over in the right side of the bracket, the Taylor County Lady Vikings. They get the win over Green County. They go to the Elite Eight where they will travel to take on Seminole County. Wilcox County is taking on Green Forest Christian. Now let's go over to Class 1A Division II boys as Calhoun County gets the win over Lanier County. Manchester gets the win over Towns County. And Manchester is going to host a playoff game in the Elite Eight. Incredible. Taking on Calhoun County. Portal is taking on Warren County over in the right side of the bracket. Clinch County is traveling to Montezuma to take on Macon County. McIntosh County Academy is on the road taking on Green Forest Christian. Now let's go over to Class 1A Division I girls. Swainsboro is taking on Galloway. Remember, Galloway beat Carver in the MLK Classic. Galloway has one of the top players in the state, Tiana Thompson, who's committed to Georgia Tech. I think that Galloway could win the state championship. And that's just my opinion. Bryan County is taking on Rabin County. St. Francis taking on East Lawrence. Lamar County out of Barnesville is hosting Athens Christian. Now, finally, 
Class 1A Division 1 boys. Pelham is taking on Paladena. Savannah taking on Darlington. East Lawrence taking on Mount Vernon. Blakely County is taking on Mount Pisgah. I love bracketology. I cannot believe we are in the Elite Eight. We've got a lot of talented teams in Columbus still fighting for a championship. We've got a bunch of girls teams hosting Elite Eight games in Columbus. As the hashtag has been going around, it's Columbus versus everybody. And it's got a nice ring to it. All right, GIAA, before we get out of here, St. Ampicelli, girls taking on First Presbyterian Day in the Final Four. St. Ampicelli, boys taking on Christo Ray in the Final Four. Stratford Academy got upset in the Elite Eight. So you have Loganville Christian Academy that is taking on... George Walton Academy, and then you have George Walton Academy on the girls bracket taking on Bullock Academy. All right, we're going to go ahead and take another break, and when we come back, I'm going to close out this show as you are listening to the Sports Be the Richard Holdridge presented by George Alabama Sports Live, and we'll be right back. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste, the best chicken around, Fish dinners open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in, take out, it's Wishbone Fried Chicken right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Suite A here in Noonan. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern. You'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. Back here on the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by George Alabama Sports Live. Man, we have just flown by this show, as this is the week where I have reached a huge milestone. Episode 798 today, tomorrow, 799, Wednesday, 800 episodes. I don't know if I want to do something special. I mean, it's just a number, although... Every milestone that I have, I make a big deal about it, and there's a reason to that. 
Look, I grind. I continue putting out episodes because not only is this on the radio station, but I also just love talking about sports. You know, the more I do this, the better I get at it because I'm producing the show by myself. And I admire all the other broadcasters that came on before me and any up and coming broadcasters. I could give them pointers. I would love to produce your show. I actually enjoy producing. But I also feel that I'm a valuable on-air talent. And that's why I enjoy working for a company like Georgia Alabama Sports Live. All right, let's close out this show talking about college basketball. Don't forget, I'm going to have my bracketology show tomorrow where I talk about the projected seeds all the way to the number eight seeds. Remember, we had an eight seed win the NCAA tournament back in 1985. Look, we had some upsets in college basketball over the weekend. The teams that are expected to do well and make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, they won. Houston got the 82-76 victory over Baylor in overtime, as expected, And then you had UConn that was able to get the win over Villanova. And as the new AP poll comes out for college basketball, we did have one upset. I'm wondering if Duke is going to fall maybe to a number four seed as they lose to Wake Forest 83-79. Wake Forest is good. They're undefeated at home. There's no surprise there. Duke losing to an unranked ACC team on the road. I'm not surprised at all. Meanwhile, the Auburn Tigers, huge win on the road at Stegman Coliseum, 97-76. And look at Georgia and at Stegman Coliseum, they play teams very close. You saw them go toe-to-toe with Tennessee, toe-to-toe with Alabama. In fact, they were leading for most of the first half, and then Alabama just pulled away in that game. But this was a big win for the Auburn Tigers who are trying to separate themselves and maybe get a number two or number three seed, get good position, getting ready for the SEC tournament. They did lose to Kentucky last week at home. That was a very disappointing loss. Georgia will take on LSU on Tuesday. And the Auburn Tigers right now, 21-6. and six. Big showdown on Wednesday, ESPN 2, 7 p.m. against the Tennessee Volunteers. Which team is more than likely to make it to the Final Four this year? Auburn or Tennessee? We know that the SEC is stacked. You look at the SEC and you see the teams at the top. There's no surprise. You got Tennessee, Alabama, even though they got embarrassed by Kentucky. Auburn, South Carolina, even though South Carolina got embarrassed by Auburn. And then Florida, Kentucky, both are going to get into the NCAA tournament. But what about the bubble teams? Ole Miss sitting there with 19 wins, but they're 6-8 in conference. Is Ole Miss going to have enough to make it to the NCAA tournament? What about Mississippi State? Are they going to get into the NCAA tournament? Well, you're going to have to find out on my Bracketology show tomorrow. And, of course, it's based off of ESPN's Joe Lenardi. I don't always agree with Joe Lenardi, but he tells it like it is. Meanwhile... Over in the ACC, I talked about Wake Forest's upset over Duke. You had Georgia Tech 
beating Miami 80-76 down in Coral Gables. And this Miami team is not the same team that went to the Final Four last year. Looking at the ACC, it's Duke, North Carolina, and everybody else. Those two teams are really the only two teams that are a lock to make it to the NCAA tournament. I think that Virginia, Wake Forest, and Clemson are in. Pitt, NC State, and Syracuse are all bubble teams. And the rest of the ACC, they don't have an impressive enough resume to make it into the big dance. Meanwhile, you look at UConn right now. UConn is the odds-on favorite to win the NCAA championship, which means they would go back-to-back. They would win their sixth championship, and that would put them in the category with the rest of the Blue Bloods like Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky. UConn is, I believe, is already there. And what about Purdue? Purdue's got the second best odds. Remember, Purdue has not made it to the Final Four in over 40 years. I think that Matt Painter has the team to do it this year. Purdue has just got to have more consistent play from their guards. We know that Zach Eady is great, but can Purdue get there? And then Houston, right now, the number two seed. They did go to the Final Four a couple of years ago. Never won an NCAA title. They got close in 1983 with five Slamma Jamma. And then 1985, losing to Georgetown. Oh, man, this Houston Cougars team. How great would that be for the Houston Cougars if they can win an NCAA championship? And then Arizona. They've got the fourth best odds. Arizona went to the championship back in 2001. They have been a high seed before, and they have gotten bounced out of the second round in the Sweet 16 many times. The Arizona Wildcats have not won an NCAA championship since the Mike Bibby, Miles Simon years under legendary coach Lute Olson back in 1997. How about Tennessee? Tennessee has never won a title. Or Alabama. North Carolina, well, they've won three in this last century. If you really are a betting man, and I'm not a betting man, North Carolina and Kansas are good bets to place to try to win an NCAA championship. My takeaway on this with the odds is the field is wide open, but I do think that UConn, if you look at their championship years, they look like the favorites to win it all. And I would not be shocked if they did because UConn always does well in the tournament. They have won five national championships under three different head coaches. And Dan Hurley could be the first to go back-to-back. And UConn is trying to become the first team to go back-to-back since the 06-07 Florida Gators. And I really am a fan of parity in college basketball. I love 2019 when Virginia took on Texas Tech in the final. Or when Baylor took on Gonzaga in the 2001 NCAA championship final. I'm all about parity. I'm not a really a big fan of the Blue Bloods and mainly because I'm just tired of seeing the same four or five teams make it to the Final Four every year. And you know the teams that I'm talking about. With NIL and the transfer portal, the stars should go wherever they want to go. You don't have to have success 
and go to Kentucky. Look at Ben Simmons going to LSU for one year. I don't know. That's kind of a bad example. If you look at the two top recruiting classes for the 2024 class, it's Duke and Kentucky. Surprisingly, Rutgers is number three. I don't know how that happened. Well, they do recruit very well. Not since the movie The Cookout has Rutgers had a number one overall pick. Anyway, having fun with that one. Okay, let's talk about the National Basketball Association because the second half is underway. And my takeaway on the NBA so far, I talked about this on the show last week. The Boston Celtics, right now, they got three players that are averaging over 20 points a game. So that kind of reminds me of run TMC by the Golden State Warriors. They're better offensively this year than they have been in the past. But when you get an offensive player like Christoph Porzingis, who's only played in 42 games, so he has been injured for some of the season. You got a good two-way guard in Drew Holiday leading the team in assists. You got Derek White. But you got rid of Marcus Smart, a scrappy guard that really irritates your best player. You got rid of the Williams brothers, Grant Williams and Robert Williams. I don't know. I think when they get into a, a game seven against Milwaukee or when Joel Embiid comes back for the Sixers, I don't know. It, it's going to be tough. Meanwhile, Cleveland, right behind them, eight games behind the Boston Celtics, Here's a dark horse for MVP, especially if the Cleveland Cavaliers just continue to win. Donovan Mitchell could get some MVP votes. But you got Darius Garland, great point guard. Evan Mobley, he is just flourishing in his third year. I think the Cavs have very good depth, and the Cleveland Cavaliers are proven that they can run this organization and do well without LeBron. A lot of people thought that the Cleveland Cavaliers would fall off a cliff once LeBron left for the Lakers in 2018. Meanwhile, Milwaukee, trying to ride the ship with Doc Rivers, trying to make it work. Giannis and Damian Lillard are your one-two punch. But Chris Middleton is getting up there in age. Brooke Lopez doesn't always show consistency on a daily night. They're going to need their role players to step up because it's not going to fall on Giannis and Damian Lillard. They're going to need to learn to play together in the playoffs. And Doc Rivers doesn't really have a track record of showing that he can get it done in the playoffs. Look at all the 3-1 leads that he has blown. New York is my surprise team. I think that New York with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, they got a good team that could make a run. Orlando, Indiana, they're kind of on the outskirts. Miami, when will Miami start to flip the switch? I mean, playoff Butler is going to be activated. You got Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson. They still got some good players. The Atlanta Hawks. I just don't understand why the Atlanta Hawks are as bad as they are. But they are. Call it what you want. Maybe it's injuries. But the bright spot of the Atlanta Hawks is just the play of Jalen Johnson. Averaging 15 points a game. I think that Jalen Johnson doing very well. I think that there are some pieces on the Hawks that 
just don't make any sense. They need to get another superstar to play alongside Trey Young because I just don't believe that Trey Young and DeJounte Murray are those two superstars that could play together. And plus, the East has got some good teams and the Hawks are just not consistent. You lose to the Raptors and then you turn around and you end up beating the 76ers. Unfortunately, Trey Young is injured and he's going to be out for probably a month. You got to be more consistent. And I do think this team is going to get into the playoffs because they might win a couple of games in the play-in tournament and get a number eight seed. And here we go again, having to play the Boston Celtics in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, what is new? The Western Conference is where it's going to be fun because you have a lot of teams that have very good regular season records. The Minnesota Timberwolves, I mean, they have all the pieces to win a championship. And not since that 2004 team with Kevin Garnett, Sam Cassell, Latrell Sprewell, have I been excited about a Minnesota Timberwolves team since that team? I mean, I love the Ant-Man. He is a very good player. Carl Anthony Towns is consistent on a daily night. Rudy Gobert has been a very good addition, especially in the defensive side, and he's averaging 12.7 rebounds a game. You got the leadership of Mike Conley Jr., and you got the lockdown defender of Jaden McDaniels. The Timberwolves have everything they need to try to win a championship. My biggest concern is if they have to play the Lakers or the Warriors in the first round of the playoffs, will the experience of the Lakers and Warriors, because they've been there before, overwhelm the T-Wolves? Meanwhile, just a half game behind the T-Wolves is a similar team. You have the MVP candidate, Shai Gilgis-Alexander. You've got a good defensive number two, Jalen Williams. You've got Chet Holmgren, who is a rookie because he missed all of last year, so it's like getting an extra lottery pick. But I just don't think that the Thunder have enough depth to go toe-to-toe with the best in the West. And then the Clippers, can they all play together and stay healthy? And can they win a playoff series? The other team, the defending champions, Denver Nuggets, which I think they're sleepwalking through the regular season. Nobody wants to play them in the playoffs because they've been there before. New Orleans is the biggest mystery because Zion Williamson, he's played in 46 games. Knock on wood, hopefully he stays healthy because I want to see Zion in the playoffs alongside with Brandon Egram and C.J. McCollum, a great backcourt. I just don't think the Pelicans have enough depth to win a playoff game. The Dallas Mavericks, not a believer in Dallas. They don't have any depth past Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, and they don't really have size down low. Now, Grant Williams, he was a good defensive player. He got traded to the Charlotte Hornets, and you look at what the Hornets have done since Grant Williams has been on that team. He has really been a difference maker, and really, it's all about coaching. I'm not a believer in Jason Kidd as a coach. Sacramento Still a young team. They were just happy to be in the playoffs last year. I do like what Keegan Murray has become in his second year. And I think that the Sacramento Kings have done a good job developing players. And Mike Brown is a good coach. A very underrated coach. Meanwhile, the Phoenix Suns who traded away size to get another score alongside Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Getting Bradley Beal. 
Is it going to pan out in the playoffs? And can all three be healthy? Grayson Allen is a very scrappy player, but the Phoenix Suns don't have any size up front, even though it's a small ball league. But when healthy in the playoffs, the Phoenix Suns can probably play with just about anybody. So here's my predictions. I think that the play-in tournament is probably going to have Orlando and Miami. Miami wins that to get the number seven seed. Chicago and Atlanta, I think Atlanta beats Chicago, which means Atlanta will take on Orlando for the number eight seed. Atlanta's been here before. I think they find a way to win that to get the number eight seed. So Atlanta will play Boston. Miami will play Cleveland. Even as a number seven seed, are you seriously betting against Miami and playoff Butler? I think Miami would get the upset in that first round. Boston would beat Atlanta. I think that Milwaukee and Indiana, I think Milwaukee's experience, Indiana hasn't really been there. I think Milwaukee advances. The playoff series I really want to see, especially when Joel Embiid comes back for the playoffs, is the Knicks and the Sixers. Wow. That is going to be an amazing playoff series, but I do think it's going to be Boston and Milwaukee when it's all said and done in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think Boston makes it to the NBA Finals. Over in the West, it's the biggest mystery because we have probably the most exciting play-in games. The Lakers and Warriors, Kings, Suns. I think the Suns end up winning that to get the number seven seed. Kings will play the winner of the Lakers and Warriors. I think the Lakers win that. And then you got Sacramento and the Lakers. I think the Lakers end up winning against Sacramento to get the number eight seed, which means... The Lakers would play the Timberwolves in the first round. Phoenix would play OKC in the first round. Is it possible that a number eight and a number seven seed could upset the first two seeds in the Western Conference? Absolutely. I think that that is a real possibility. And then you got the Clippers in Dallas. I think the Clippers win that series. Denver wins against New Orleans. So I think Denver is going to play. And get this. The Lakers. Denver's going to have home court advantage. I think the Lakers as a number eight seed will get past Minnesota. And I think Phoenix as a number seven seed will get past Oklahoma City. Which means the Clippers would play the Suns and the Lakers would play the Nuggets. That is must-see second round playoff matchup. But I do think Denver wins. I think the Clippers beat the Suns. It's Denver and the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. And I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think that Denver does win to play the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. And I think that too much Nikolai Jokic is just not enough for the Boston Celtics to get it done. I think it's going to be an exciting series. I think it could go six or seven games. But I think that Denver wins back-to-back NBA titles. We had a lot of fun here in the show. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow I'm going to have GPP Sports' John Nelson, WMAZ's Marvin James out of Macon. We're going to talk everything Macon sports. You don't want to miss it. Thank you, everybody, once again for listening to another episode of the Sports View with Richard Holdridge. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. 
At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worms' soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Crispin. WQE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
You've been listening to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. You can catch an episode daily on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. This is a podcast that covers local sports to the Chattahoochee Valley. If you would like to catch a replay of the show, you can download an episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.